Welcome to Love and Light with Lori, the podcast that takes you on a journey of self-discovery, spirituality, and the boundless power of the universe. I'm your host, Lori, and I'm here to guide you on a path of enlightenment, to explore the mysteries of existence, and to raise our vibration together. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker or just at the beginning of your journey, Love and Light with Lori is here to light your way. So if you're ready to open your heart, expand your consciousness, and bask in the warmth of love and light, you're in the right place. I'm honored to have you here with me. Let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Stay tuned for today's enlightening episode. Hello, my lovely listeners, and welcome back to another episode of Love and Light with Lori. I'm your host, Lori Spencieri, aka the Positivity Princess, and today we're diving into another spiritual topic that has fascinated and intrigued humanity for centuries and me personally for the last three or four years. I'm talking about the 12 universal laws. So buckle up as we embark on this captivating journey into the unknown. This is the third official episode of Love and Light with Lori. The pilot episode as well as episode one and two are already posted and are available if you are interested in delving into the nuts and bolts of this podcast and who I am as well. You can find my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. <laughs> now for a short social media call out, remember to check out my social media outlets. There's TikTok, Instagram, there's Twitter or X, Pinterest, and of course my YouTube channel, The Lori Show. Myself and my admins run the second largest Facebook group devoted to Dolores Cannon and the Three Waves of Volunteers. But I also run a super positive Facebook group as well. It's a little smaller, but it's fun. Okay, you can see all the links for those in the description. This podcast was created using Podcastle. It's a complete intuitive tool for podcast creators. Record, edit, and upload. Then you can share to all your major platforms. All visuals are created using Canva. For this topic, the 12 Universal Laws, I went to my best friend and smarty pants robot, ChatGPT, and I asked them, what are the 12 Universal Laws? And this is what I got. The concept of the 12 Universal Laws is another framework used in certain spiritual and metaphysical teachings to explain the principles governing the universe. These laws are not universally recognized and can vary based on different interpretations. But here's a general overview of the 12 Universal Laws discussed. Number one, the law of divine oneness. This law states that everyone and everything is connected and is part of a single divine consciousness. We are all interconnected and share a fundamental unity. Number two, the law of vibration. Similar to the law mentioned earlier, this law emphasizes that everything is in a state of vibration and each vibration carries its own frequency. Number three, the law of correspondence. This law asserts that there is harmony and correspondence between the different planes of existence connecting the spiritual and physical realms. Number four is the law of attraction. This well-known law states that like attracts like. Positive or negative thoughts and energy attract corresponding experiences and outcomes. Number five is the law of inspired action. This law emphasizes the importance of taking aligned and inspired action toward one's goals and desires. Number six, the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. Similar to the law mentioned earlier, this law highlights the constant flow and transformation of energy both with and around us. Number seven is the law of cause and effect. Also known as the law of karma, this principle states that every action has a corresponding reaction and choices lead to consequences. Number eight is the law of compensation. This law suggests that the universe compensates individuals for their contributions, efforts, and energy that put into endeavors. Number nine is the law of relativity. This law teaches 
that challenges and experiences are relative and that they can be seen from various perspectives to gain deeper understanding. Number 10 is the law of polarity. Similar to the law mentioned earlier, this principle highlights the existence of opposites and duality and how they help us appreciate and understand life. Number 11 is the law of rhythm. Also mentioned earlier, this law states that everything moves in cycles, ups and downs, and understands these rhythms. And understanding these rhythms can help us navigate life's challenges. Number 12, the law of gender. Similar to the law mentioned earlier, this law refers to the presence of both masculine and feminine energies within everything and the importance of balancing these energies. These laws are often used as a way to understand the nature of reality, personal growth, and the interconnectedness of all things. Different spiritual traditions and teachings may have their own variations and interpretations of these laws. Okay, so that's what my friend Chat GPT had to say. Not bad. It's, it's a little generic, but that serves us in a sense that is clear and, and easy to understand, right? Now, one thing you have to understand about these laws is that you do not have to do anything to follow them. You cannot break one of these laws and find yourself arrested by the Universal Police or the Galactic Federation. The reality of these laws is that they are just there. They just are. They just exist as part of nature. You'll know that you're successfully following the laws or living harmoniously with the laws when your life feels effortless. You feel calm, joyful, happy. Living in accordance with the law leaves you in high vibration as well. Now, an interesting spin. People often know the law of attraction and they think this is the only law or principle that is guiding them in life. The truth is all the principles are working at the same time. Just as frequency of light on the electromagnetic spectrum are emitting all at the same time, although at different intensities, and that varies the way we perceive them. The law of attraction only works when you combine the idea with all of them, all of the other 11 laws. Let me explain with an example. Imagine a woman named Sandra. She wants to manifest or attract a new home, a large mansion in fact. She knows that she can use the law of attraction to bring this to herself. She knows what she has to do in order to bring this into her life. She is already aware that we are all made of stuff, energetic stuff that permeates all spaces and all people, places, and things. We ourselves have made of this same stuff. This stuff is the same energy that was created and released at the time of the Big Bang when the universe was created. She knows that through divine oneness, we are all connected based on the idea that we were all part of this one singularity at one point. This interconnectedness is entanglement, and once entangled, forever entangled. This entanglement allows your thoughts and ideas to be imprinted onto the formless stuff all around us. This is the law of correspondence. This is how it works. So above as below. The thought you have becomes the thing in your 3D reality. This is why you must keep those thoughts in a high vibration. Now, here's a part of the podcast where I share my own insight. I'm not kidding when I tell you that I may not have wandered the world much and I may not have a lot of street smarts, to be honest, but... I do have way too many ridiculous stories from my youth. All the stories all overlap and combine in such a way that shows you just how much the universal laws are working for us. And my story, aside from the universal laws, it comes together with a large amount of synchronicity, which is basically all the universal laws working together. Synchronicity. Here it goes. It all began with my relationship that I was in for eight years, from the age of 19 to almost 27. We were on again, off again, and it wasn't the happiest time, to be honest. On this day in question, this man and I finally broke up. Of course, it ended in screaming and door slamming. This seriously was not bringing out the best of me at all. I cried. 
I cried a lot. But there was a silver lining. Through this relationship, I met a girl by the name of Liliana. She and I had become fast friends during my ended relationship. Shortly after he and I had broken up, I had applied to three or four different teachers' colleges. My marks had been less than great since I dedicated too much time to trying to work things out with you-know-who. I'm not blaming him, but it was not a great feeling. Nonetheless, I got all four letters from Teachers College, and I was rejected by all four. Oh boy, did I cry a lot at that point. I cried for days. Felt like a failure. Now it was Friday, and my mom finally suggested for me to call Liliana, the girl that I had met through this guy that had dumped me. I called her that same night. We laughed and shared stories. I told her about how I was sad about being rejected from teacher's college. She told me that she, along with her boyfriend, sister, and her best friend, were going to teacher's college in Buffalo, New York, designed just for Canadian students. It was like fate. I applied, and I went for an interview about two weeks later, and I got in. My twin sister and her boyfriend ended up loving the idea too, so they applied and came along as well. I was so happy to finally feel a sense of direction and purpose and to know that I was somehow contributing to the career success of not only myself, but my sister and her boyfriend too. It was an amazing time. Now that the education and career part was managed and figured out, I was ready to start dating again. I was actually not only ready to date, but excited too. It turns out that it was easy to meet boys. The difficult part was weeding through them, who was actually interested in a relationship and who wanted to just, well, you know hook up, get busy, have a booty call. All right. Anyway, I found myself at a cafe with Liliana and some of her friends too. My sister had come along and a friend of mine from high school. After I sat down and got settled, I heard Liliana come in with her entourage. They sat down and I quickly noticed a guy, a cute guy with curly long hair. We got along immediately. The conversation was natural and unforced. He turned out to be Lily and his cute cousin Mike. He did not ask for my number and I was not the type to demand his, so that night I went home and texted Liliana, and so did he. Our relationship lasted only two weeks. It consisted of a weekend at the beach with everyone for Victoria Day celebrations and a lot of phone time. About two weeks into what I felt was a relationship going well, he called me and broke up with me. He told me he'd met someone else. I accepted that with, with a lot of disappointment. As I hung up, I wondered to myself, how did he meet someone so quickly? Had he been seeing her all along? So I called him back and I calmly asked him how he had met her. This new girl who had stolen his heart, it turns out he met her on a website called www.meetmeintoronto.ca. I literally jumped on the site and completed my profile that day. I filled in the details of my appearance and my desires for a mate. I clicked on male, Italian, Catholic, wants kids, age 25 to 35. I honestly didn't care about race and age and religion, etc., but my experience dating outside of my ethnicity had proven so difficult. Plus, the selection process felt similar to the idea of telling the universe exactly what I wanted in a partner, like the ask step in the law of attraction. We will dive super deep into that in the future episodes, I promise. Until then, if you want to know more about it, I have tons and tons of videos on my YouTube channel and other topics as well. So I got quite a few bites immediately on this website. It was funny because one of the first few guys who messaged me was named Mike. I clicked, wondering if it was the same Mike who had just actually dumped me. <laughs> it was not, thank God. It was a guy who lived in the Italian part of town. He was a year older than I was, and for some reason he shared with me that he liked Cabbage Patch dolls. In fact, in one of his pics on his profile, he had a Cabbage Patch doll. I thought it was cute, and while 
I was actually literally obsessed with Cabbage Patch dolls for a long time. It was our first discussion online, and this was a sign to me that he was good people. Anyway, I started to date him, and inevitably we fell in love. He actually helped me get in touch with the right people so I could get hired as a teacher in the same school lord as him. The rest is history. I hope it demonstrates the presence of so much synchronicity in one's life. Synchronicity is the law of attraction in action. It's Hebb's law. Neurons that fire together, wire together. In the next episode, we're going to go deep, deep, deep into sacred geometry. I hope you're super excited. Well, positive peeps, there you have it. Our whirlwind journey through the realm of universal laws. Whether you're a firm believer, a curious skeptic, or somewhere in between, there's no denying the profound impact that experiences have on those who live in synchronicity with the laws. As we ponder the mysteries of life and human mind, let's keep an open mind and remember that sometimes the most inexplicable phenomena leads us to the most meaningful insight. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Love and Light with Lori. In the next episode, we will jump headfirst into the topic of sacred geometry, the golden ratio, Fibonacci, and so many mind-blowing findings. Be sure to tune in every Friday to find yourself perpetually falling down rabbit holes. Until next time, keep questioning, keep exploring, and keep your mind open to the infinite possibilities that surround us. This is Love and Light with Lori. Mm-hmm.